0: Hello, welcome to a bonus episode of the Crown of Command Podcast. Uh, today we're just going to go over with Jesse in a very very briefly, it's a very short podcast, but just over the, um, the Call of the Crown challenge, which the first month has en- ended for September. Now we're into October, so people are now, you know, getting their entries uh, for this month underway and just to thank everybody who's participating in it, who's, who's really working hard, a lot harder than me because I only did two models uh, for, this, for this month. I, got, I sort of cheated. I did two character models and got 477 points wrapped up with Gotrick and Felix. But um, a lot of people out there are painting really, really hard and putting a lot of hours in, painting late in the night or early in the morning to get their stuff done. Um, so, like, Anghel sent me a photo of his wonderful Marauder uh, dwarves and slayers today that he'd been painting until 6 o'clock in the morning uh, to get it done. So, um, I hope you enjoy our brief discussion with me and Jesse, and hopefully Jesse will come back uh, next weekend or the weekend after to talk about uh, his origin stories and that kind of thing we will definitely get him back on anyway at some point when he has more time uh, so until then we'll see you on the other side and enjoy our chat Jesse, how you doing, man? Good, mate.
1: How you going? Yeah, can't complain. hey eh? it's um, I'm on holiday for another week. Oh, and it's Beautiful weather. So apart from all the work you've got to do around the house, um,
0: no, nah, life is good. Oh, that's good, mate. Excellent. Good to hear.
1: Cool. So, thank- so, this is a, sorry, this is a catch-up to discuss the painting challenge.
0: That's it. We're going to discuss the painting challenge, mate. Right? So you can give us a big wrap-up of uh, what's been happening, and uh, as you're the main organizer, the main man.
1: Sweet. Well, um. I don't know. At this stage, I've found like it's been a pretty huge success. Um, it's way, way, way bigger than I thought. Um, just the amount of painting and the quality of it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, sure has been, mate. Yeah. I'm just going through the video now. And um, yeah, some really, really talented people out there with some really impressive painting skills that have been building up over the last 20-odd years. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's been great. Yeah, there's
1: definitely, There's definitely some experience out there. There was one... Um, that high elf mage,
0: oh, Patrick's, yeah, Patrick's yeah, one's more, great, of, yeah. more blew my
1: mind. Day, eh? the um, as as the kind of someone new to painting, when you see something that's just so smooth and so clean and so precise, yeah, it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, no, he's a really talented guy, but yeah, it had so many, had so many things like Roberts, uh, Chaos Warband was really good, uh, Jake's, uh, Pink Horrors, I think, were really nice um we had some really good uh hobgoblins and cows uh cows lord some really nice looking banners on them and that kind of thing i think everybody you know whoever, whoever did anything you know whatever contribution they made within a month is pretty impressive like um uh especially the rank and file stuff because a lot of people put a huge amount of effort just painting like 20 odd models or something
1: yeah I, I, there were some pretty big units happening eh? it was quite impressive I was just thinking about what I'm gonna work on this month and initially I was planning on twenty five orcs, but um I might scale that down significantly.
0: Yep. <laughs> Good idea, mate. Uh yeah, it's a it's a big commitment when when you're part of the challenge. So that's why, you know, I can totally understand why people might uh, not be able to meet all the all the, you know, what whatever their target or goal is in the month. It's so hard to get it done and we've had just two people uh send me stuff today actually.
1: Um, yeah I think I think kind of with the painting challenge format the the strategizing is a real big part of it you can yeah. you can make it quite difficult or you can kind of make life a lot easier depending on just how you how you organize the units or characters or the balance but um again I'm new to painting so it kind of it doesn't it doesn't bother me and that's my experience but if you're used to painting whole units or working in kind of more logical chunks yeah I could see how that that could be a little bit frustrating sometimes like painting four of one thing and one of, and then one random character just to hit, make sure you can hit that 200 points easily.
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh, Yeah. Definitely having like a, some kind of um, like strategy when you're doing it, Um, you know, make sure that you've you've got, you know, you can put some time in each day or through your week and sort of plan it that way. Um, So I think, you know, Ang said this morning he's definitely got a plan in for this for this month to get everything done on time. So he's not racing around trying to get stuff finished by the end, you know, or three days after or whatever. So yeah, I've got yeah. a mobile painting
1: station that I take to work. So um oh really yeah yeah it goes to work you lucky bugger then um,
0: yeah I wish I wish I could do the same.
1: Mate. Yeah, <laughs> come home on, on Friday night so I can get a little bit done on the weekend. But um I that nice. some evenings I actually sneak back to work to try and. Get a couple of extra coats done and stuff. That that's been really good. Just have to stay really disciplined. Eat my lunch at morning tea and then have that forty-five minute lunch break to um get a chunk of painting done each day.
0: Wow, that is dedicated. That's that that's huge dedication, mate. So wow. Well, awesome. I was that
1: was, was the only way to get it done. Eh. I mean, yeah. Family commitments and all those sorts of things. You can't really just like put put the rest of the world on hold and pick up the brushes. So lunchtime was one time that was um. Kind of there to be used.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good idea, mate. Yeah, I think we're all in the same boat. I think most of us have got young families or families or whatever, and and, um, and you know, a better half that we need to uh, you know talk to sometimes.
1: Talk to keep happy. Yeah, I'm intrigued by the average of <laughs> yeah. the um challenges. Eh, I'm guessing everyone's probably kind of late thirties, early forties would be the most kind of common yeah, demographic. Yeah. Hey.
0: Yep, I'd say so, mate. Uh, but that's probably a good poll to put on put on the um, on the page. Actually, you know how old are you? You know what kind of age bracket are you in. Yeah, we
1: we'll have to uh, we
0: we'll have to sneak that in
1: sometime. If people feel comfortable. Um, people feel comfortable answering those sorts of questions.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, I'm just sliding one of my drawers open, and I have one of those funky um red Warhammer blister packs with yeah. a Skaven warlock engineer in it. Ooh, which was kindly donated by um Jeff Dell as a prize.
0: So, oh, that's awesome, Jeff.
1: Yeah, nice yeah, it's pretty. I thought it was pretty cool, eh? So um, yeah, got to work out I'm getting that out to someone. I don't know what the best way to do it is. Maybe you have a random draw, perhaps, or something like that.
0: But, yeah, we, we've got to talk about the prizes too, mate. Like how how we're we going to organise the prizes, when they're going to be done. Is it like month, once a month or whatever? Um, we've got you know another generous offer from. Our good friend Dan Buman in the states, who's got three army books, I think, or something like that, or he wants to donate to, to as prizes as well. Uh, we've got Angel's incredible demon slayer that he's painted up, which is, you know, you got to take a second take to think that's maybe one of the original uh, models from the from the studio from the '90s. He's got that to donate to people, so yeah, we're going to have some really nice prizes for people too. I think.
1: Yeah, I think that um. That demon slayer is quite is quite exceptional, eh? My yeah. I think we discussed at the start, perhaps doing like a um having some sort of vote at the end for amongst the um people who complete the challenge. So there should be some good way of doing that. But yeah, I think getting out a few spot prizes to just reward people who are putting all that effort into it would be pretty awesome.
0: Yep, that'd be good, mate. I think that's that's a really good way of doing it. I've just noticed looking at the video, and I've got to make an apology now on the podcast to Jeppe, my friend in um, Denmark. Uh, for some reason, when I entered your name on the video, it's turned it into Kepler. So it's auto-corrected your name. I'm really sorry. So when you get to see it, you'll see a Kepler Danning, and that's, that's you, mate, it's with those wonderful uh, 20 uh, orcs, uh, arches that he did. Incredible. Um, you've probably seen those Jesse those. Is that
1: the guy who did the awesome shields?
0: Yeah, that's Amazing the green yeah. and yellow face Incredible Yeah, they are quite stunning, eh? He's even done a banner and a standard bearer um, They're all sort of like They've got red bows Which are all sort of, you know, very Hima, Hirahama, um You know, sort of uh, Hirohammer kind of colours and that kind of thing But they're all sort of really old third edition models uh, Which are lovely and, yeah, he's done a great job on that. That's probably one of the, the standouts for me, I think, this month.
1: Yeah. Hey, while, um, while we're doing shout-outs, you've got a really good grasp of, like, everyone's name. There was one, one thing that I enjoyed so much was the um, Undead banner. So I think I saw Yeah. the, the you oh, point that the um, the gentleman responsible kind of wasn't 100% happy with it. I loved today. Eh? I thought it was awesome. Yeah,
0: me too. Yeah. I th- I loved it too, mate. Yeah, I was really... Really, really happy with that. How we did, how that came out. But uh, I guess it's really up to him whether he wants to uh, keep it or change it or whatever. But
1: yeah, I'm um, I'm, I'm putting one vote for keep eh? I think it's pretty wicked.
0: I have, yeah, it's definitely got my vote. Yeah, to keep it. Yeah, for sure. I
1: haven't attempted any paper banners, but um, when I do, I'm hoping that they turn out that cool.
0: Yeah, mate. You could, for your undead, do you have any banners on your guys? Yeah.
1: Uh, all of the undead are sculpted with metal banners oh metal bands okay yeah the um the the third edition standard bearer has a like a kind of fully sculpted standard and um i've got an army standard to to finish at some stage but it's a iron claw one and they came with like a a really stunning kind of sculpted vulture skeleton standard so i didn't paint it because i thought it's a little bit beyond me at this point in time but um one day, when my skills have developed a bit, I might uh, give it a shot.
0: Cool, mate. That's good. Uh, that was Jody Patterson who did that undead unit. A huge amount of skeletons. How many skeletons were in that unit? It's massive.
1: Yeah, like twenty or thirty. Yeah, look pretty significant. Could be. Could even be more. I'm not. I'm not sure. I
0: think it's forty. I think it's forty skeletons, and they're all the old original type, which are, which are, which, are, which, are were the, which were the best ones. I think. And he's got 40 shields, it's incredible. I don't know, I don't think they're original shields either. I, I've got to ask him where he got those shields from. I, I've, I've got a feeling they're, um, they're like a Viking shield or something he's got, he's got from a different company, right? Um, but yeah, no, I really like the banner. Yeah, so Jody, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening to this, I think you should keep it, mate.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yep. I think it's it's perfectly in sync with your uh, in your unit.
1: Yeah, it just works, eh? And I can't remember, there's some, I wonder, is, it, is there an artwork that it's styled off? Is it an homage to something? I'm- it's
0: definitely very third edition like, you know, like the, the kind of um, the kind of designs they used to have on the third edition models.
1: Yep.
0: It's very reminiscent of that. It reminds me a lot about that actually. Yeah, very third ed old hammer.
1: Cool. Hey, so what's um what's coming up for you next month? Or this month, I should say. For myself. Mm.
0: Uh, I think it might just go light. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a bloody wuss so far. I've only done two models so far for last month. I think I might just do the the rune smith and the bolt thrower. So what's that? That's seventy eight and fifty. And I'll just do some. Um, I might do. I might start on the long beard. The uh, yeah, the long beard unit to get me to my like two hundred points. I don't know how many I'm going to get done, but I'll try to get at least two hundred points done. Um, for this
1: mate? Have it yourself, mate? Uh, what am I thinking of? At the moment, I've got a, um Orc Shaman almost finished.
0: Okay, cool. So
1: yeah. That's good. Um, I think he's about 300 points by himself. So that takes the pressure off the Orcs. I've got a unit of four, I'm going to say Trolls, but I think they are actually Bill Olly, Bob Ollie. sorry, um, Ogres. So they might be very, ah. very pale-skinned Trolls and then with the big boss to lead them. And then maybe I'll try and sneak in five crossbowmen. they would just take care of another unit.
0: Cool. Then Sounds good, mate. Yeah, awesome. then it'll
1: be one, one more unit of orcs, and I'll be able to field them as, like, 1200-point army.
0: Nice.
1: I kind of think if I focus on, like, creating a force that I can actually play with, then that kind of keeps me pushing along. I really like to do some kind of White Dwarf-style battle reports. But to do that, I need two painted armies, so... That's that's the goal at the moment.
0: Yes, please look forward to that. So you and Jeff are going to game tomorrow, yeah, you were saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. We've got like a regular um, kind of Monday night escalation series. So we start off with two armies and add a 1,000 points, and then we add 250 points each game and then just finish up on the 2K game. So tomorrow will be the, the ultimate, the showdown between um, Dwarfs and Skaven.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, so
1: that's that's going to be two K, and um, we're bringing out the the kind of the big centerpieces. So, Skaven are going to have a Screaming Bell, and I think oh. Jeff is bringing the Anvil of Power. By
0: Anvil of Doom. Anvil
1: of Doom. Whatever the big, it's got a Runesmith which hits it with a hammer. I think it sends out lightning yep. blasts. So I haven't I haven't checked. I'm just hoping-
0: yeah, he can yeah, he can store cards as well. So it effectively, makes his Runesmith much more. Uh, viable in the magic phase.
1: Hmm, interesting. Uh, I'm just hoping it counts as a war machine, so the screaming bell can blow it up.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Um, does it?
1: Yeah, I haven't dug into the roles Jeff's got a pretty good grasp of that sort of thing, so I'm just gonna leave him. Yeah, yeah
0: because it won't. Probably it probably doesn't state that it is a war machine in the book, but you know, I think. Uh, I think I think most people would say. Yeah, it is it is a war machine.
1: Is it kind of it like is a structure, it a yeah. or you know, is it, is it sort of a similar to
0: Oh, actually it's indestructible, um Jesse, so forget that idea. It's indestructible. <laughs> it's like the throne of power. Yeah, they're indestructible.
1: Okay. Oh I was drink.
0: <laughs> but um yeah, but that screaming bell, once once it gets going, yeah, it starts it starts wrecking stuff big time. So if he's playing dwarves and he's got all those uh war machines it's really, really powerful against war machines. It will just destroy them uh, big time. Yeah. I'm, once you make some of those high rolls.
1: I can't remember if I've actually faced one or played with one. It's been so long since I played. I haven't fielded a an army or played against one since I'm mean, since the mid-90s. So I'm, I'm kind of keen to see how it works.
0: Yeah, because I think once you start making like 17 plus, well, not even that, I think it's like 15 or more. No, it's even less than that. It's like, I think it's about 12 or more. Once you start rolling the dice and you get 12 or more, it starts affecting terrain war machines in a certain range. So it's like, I think the first one's like, from memory, I think it's like 12 inches, then it goes to 24, 36, 48. Yeah, when,
1: it, when I looked at the table, when I had a quick look at the table, I was quite surprised how fast it kind of ramped things up. So.
0: Yeah, and then it, of course it explodes <laughs> once. Um, once, like if he gets a rock lobber and he hits it, or a cannon or something hits that bell, yeah, it's pretty much good night uh, screaming bell. That's what happened to me the the, the time I took it. it was, it's really fun to take, but yeah, if it, if the, if the opponent's got war machines and they manage to hit that bell, they'll ring it so so many times, like <laughs> per the the dice they normally do the wounds for, and then you've got to roll every time. Yeah, it's quite funny.
1: So they can um, ring your bell, so
0: to speak. They can ring the bell, mate. They can ring and ding your bell, <laughs> and when they ring and ding your bell, you're in big trouble. That's really and if you, especially though, surely. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what Jeff will be doing. Be trying to target that bell just so he can get it. He can get get rid of it and kill a whole heap of your guys um, that are around it pushing it. And of course, your grey seer, he's like worth three hundred forty points off the bat, so. Yep, that's going to be his main goal.
1: Mm, Interesting.
0: Well, I hope you're not listening to this, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send him a private message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The dwarf tactics against Skate. Well, I
1: think he's got something ridiculous, like five cannons as well. So when he turns up... Oh, is he really? He's got a a pretty wild dwarf army. I think he's on a mission to have every single dwarf model from the dawn of time to maybe sixth edition and last time i spoke to him he was just a handful of models off doing it so yeah
0: okay that's that's awesome, a awesome.
1: war machine collection but um he does make very reasonable lists so much mm. yeah that's good it.
0: yeah
1: it's yeah. kind of i guess that's the thing with the, all of the gw systems The kind of level of enjoyment is based on finding an opponent who plays the game in a kind of way that you enjoy it's almost like um the balance of the game is determined by just a mutual agreement between players.
0: Yeah, that's true, mate. I think that's a big part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it all comes down, it all boils down to don't be a dick, which is going to be which is a seg- segue into another podcast we're doing on the weekend, too, about 40K tournaments. And um, Kent is going to talk about uh, his tournament system that he ran in, in Australia. Um, just to minimise all the really overpowered stuff. When people went to tournaments, they you know, used to just max out on their characters and all this kind of really um, weird and wonderful stuff to break the game, basically. So I think I think like you say, if you've got someone who, who you play locally that you know who d- doesn't play to power power play or power game, you're going to have a good game. But if you've got people who really want to just win at all costs and bring all the nasty stuff. Uh, and like you know, if Jeff brought like five organ organ guns or something like that, he'd be like, "Jeff, I don't think we're going to play again <laughs> <laughs> until until we you know until we limit your amount of organ gun use or whatever." You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. On the subject of um forty k tournaments, I've been to two tournaments in my life, and they were both for um second edition forty k. Oh a- yeah. Shortly after it, um the first one wasn't too long after it came out, and the second one must have been. Uh, just, after the, just after the release of the um, Tyranid Codex. So the, the, first, the first one I went to, I took a pretty um, pretty kind of vanilla. I, I'd, I'd hesitate to say balanced and reasonable um, Marine Army, and I won that one.
0: Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, nice. I, yeah. must,
1: I didn't want to lose the next one, eh? That put a lot of pressure on me. So I've got to admit, the second Army I took was just utterly abusive. It was horrible. And um, that that munched everyone as well, and caused much gnashing of teeth. It was quite interesting. It yeah. was um, no one thought it would work. I I kind of done the crunched a lot of numbers and was pretty confident. But um, I think it was, yeah. twelve hundred point army, and I took sixty homagons. So okay. it just, it, in second edition, forty k. I think hormogorn charge is like eighteen inches. So it just means second second turn, you flood the deployment zone and kill everyone in hand to hand combat unimaginative wow. and dull but it did the job but I don't know, I accumulated a lot of bad gaming karma for it so <laughs> I, I had to take a 10, yeah. 10 to 12 year break from wargaming to, to clear my name
0: <laughs> Fair enough, okay Fair enough well, luckily there's no more Hormigons in uh, in one of the Fantasy, so I think Jeff is said
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was part of the learning curve. I was only a teenager at the time, so that's that's how I'm going to try and get out of that one.
0: But like Skaven, Skaven got such great movement. I, you know, I, I've sort of opened my eyes to um, having played them recently now. But yeah, just having that five-inch movement or six-inch movement is just incredible. I'm, I'm not used to that. So yeah, yeah, yeah it just makes them such a journey.
1: force the skaven is going to be a bit of a shock to the system.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they are fast. They? that. Screaming bell, skaven brew, kind of chaos amulet. Um combo seems pretty pretty ruthless. Yep. Seems like a, like a 1 yeah. in 3 chance of death, of getting that death frenzy working at the start of the game. Oh. I, I might, like, try it out versus myself one day just to see how horrible it is. But 50 Skaven, like, moving double movement with Frenzy would be a, a joy to see.
0: Yeah, then, then you then you have another unit of um, Plague Monks. Uh, so you've got two units of frenzy, frenzy troops.
1: Yeah, I like the old Plague Monks, eh? For all the, the bad press they get, I find them quite a kind of characterful and enjoyable unit.
0: Oh, I love them. I, I love them, yeah. Why Why don't people like them?
1: Uh, I think they're seen as being underpowered for some reason. They don't have um, the option to, I don't know, increase their strength. I think the, the weapon choice is uh, additional hand weapon, so they can throw out a lot of hits, but right. they're only strength three hits.
0: Okay. I, I don't know if uh, Warhammer Renaissance fixed it and they gave them flails or something. I'm not sure, but I think they, they gave them some extra – uh, options for uh, for their weapon loadouts and that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: that I mean that would make sense. Like running with yeah. the original models, they've just, they've kind of they've just got a dag daggers and sticks and stuff. So I don't mind running them the way they are.
0: I, I like what I like running with additional hand weapons um, Yeah,
1: I know three attacks. That's pretty much. And that plague yeah. priest is really yeah. good. Just give the play give the um, plague priest a flail. And um he seems to job.
0: Yeah. Yep, no, he's definitely an auto include in that. But um but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that uh, you guys are now gaming and, and found each other there and um you've got a regular regular thing happening every week, just about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, except when my um my life gets in the way and I cancel at the last minute, which is seems to be fairly often at the moment. But we we we're getting a few games in, so that's good.
0: That's good, mate. So while while I got you on, because I was going to get you on on a separate um separate uh, podcast and talk about your like your origin stuff, but did you want to do that today? Would you want to talk about how you got into? The um, you
1: know what, I might save that for another one. Just um, I've got a few sure. things to get sorted today, but
0: that's nice, mate, because it was just like a bonus episode and just catching up, so we could talk and uh, as we don't often get to do that, and then uh, just talk about the um the challenge and all that kind of thing and how, how it was all going? Yeah, well, as as
1: I said, it's been a pretty awesome start and I'm just looking forward to seeing as um the second month results come in. Hopefully, we can um just yeah. keep the numbers high. So yeah. if people are having any kind of troubles hitting those deadlines, maybe jump onto the Discord and have a talk about it. There's got to be some good strategy for making that 200 points each month.
0: Yeah, we've got heaps of people on there now. The Discord, we've got like regular... Um, regular chats like we're actually talking to each other, which has been great because I get to hear the voices of the people that have been, you know, following the channel, like the YouTube channel, ever since it started. So it's been really, really good actually, and I've been talking to Jimmy from the Old Will Lives podcast, and Marcel, and uh, Table Salt, and Yeppe, you know, Denning from Denmark as well. So yeah, it's been really good. Um, when you think- so oh, just
1: sorry, when you say chat, you mean actually having a yeah. yarn like in the-
0: Yeah. 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 If you go if you go to Discord and I'll I'll put another link up uh under the show notes in this thing, in this in this podcast, but if you go there, you go to the voice channel and you and you'll you just click on that and basically you're in a separate room and then people can join that room and just talk to you. You've got video as well, so you can share video, you can you can show your models or just sit there and paint. Uh, you can stream stuff, so I can share my screen, so I can play like um, Shadow of the Horn Rat, and people can watch me playing it and and listen to it while they're painting. Crazy it. man! So, yeah, it's a really good thing. Dave got me onto it because I was like first like, ah, oh, no, I don't want to do another, you know, another bloody social networking thing because Facebook and YouTube take up most of my time. But then now I've started doing it. I love it now, and I want it all the time. Yeah,
1: that sounds good, eh? Like I, I think I'm um, Jason who's doing the challenge. I was just having a quick chat to him via Facebook, and he gave me a lot of information about a um how he was painting his Bretonians. So I think just talk, talking to other people on the challenge is a good good way to kind of share information and do some learning, eh?
0: It's good because people ask you questions. Like uh, Yeppe had a question about doing m M&M and gold because he's doing M&M, uh, like non-metallic metals for the first time, and I I gave him some uh, you know some advice on some colours and that. So. It's it's good for and a lot of people doing that in the in the hobby or um, or the challenge uh, segments of the Discord that people ask about different ways of doing things or painting or basing or whatever. So you know it's a good support network as an extension to the Facebook group. Yeah, as that's well.
1: awesome. Okay, well next time we've got a painting session, I'm going to sit and we check that out and see if anyone's online.
0: Yeah, mate, yeah, do that because you'll find someone on there, but. It's all the time. The time zones are the issue, but um, we can have you know different people organising different time zones to do the chats in. So my my working hours are quite um, quite unusual. So I'm usually up until about two a.m. in the morning every day. So I'm talking to the guys over in Germany and and um, in Europe, in the western part of Europe, and then. Uh, I suppose for North America, that'll be a different time zone again. So someone needs to organise that if they, people want to get that and get that running up cool. and running. And um, we can do things on the weekend where we have it on, you know, during the day for people in the southern hemisphere, like in New Zealand or Australia. Whatever. No, so, that yeah. sounds good. Hey,
1: one last question before I disappear. How are those um, is going? I yeah. saw that pitch you sent me. Looked really cool.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm painting. I'm painting right now as I'm talking to you, mate. It's it's. I'm almost finished. One ogre. They're
1: pretty amazing models, so, eh?
0: I can imagine if like if you're a good painter, they could be quite enjoyable to paint. Yeah, this this is the second time I'm painting this one because I used to have one for my Blood Bowl team because I didn't really like the um the Blood Bowl ogres. So I I bought one off eBay, and this is the the real classic ogre. Um, They're all got names, but I can't remember the names of them, but. They're all the jazz and classic ones. That you yeah, hey, I, that I just turned it on
1: that photo away. Eh? I didn't realize that there was three more of them in the background. They look awesome. Very similar, yeah, three more. Hey,
0: Yeah, so I, I really hope to have them finish. My goal is to have them finished by the 18th so that I can uh, hopefully play them in the, the next game that I play my Orhan Goblins in, and I'll use those as my Ogres. Um, because in the Renaissance rules, you don't need a minimum of five, so I've got four here I can use for that. Uh, so yeah, hopefully I can play that with Justin uh, for the for the debut. Yeah, that's
1: awesome! And I can see there's some uh, some demonets as well. The other two.
0: Yep. Yeah, good yeah, two demonets. I want to get them finished too. So that means they're, yeah. they're all done. And then I've just got the minotaurs and then the beastmen. And eventually you'll send over the the keeper of secrets, and then we've got. Uh, yeah, is me, there mate.
1: what? There's one beast There's one beastman unit that's done, eh?
0: Uh, then the minotaurs too. You've got four minotaurs, and you've got the beastman, and then I've got some. I think I've got three more marauders or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, that just finishes out all the years. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want to get it done, mate. I want to get it finished, and that way we can get it done and send it back to you by hopefully by Man, the end of not- the year. And then you and Jeff can. Uh, you know, well, Jeff. Jeff can en- enjoy the pain those yeah, boys will bring that'll, that'll, on the table. He'll, he, <laughs> he's going to need those five organ guns, mate, for all those bloody beastmen.
1: Yeah, you know, two dude. units. I've actually got another ninety sitting here, eh? So, um,
0: oh, really? Uh, wow. We got to talk. Yeah, mate. I think gotta it's gotta a
1: talk. Yeah. It's <laughs> a problem with four chaos aren't You, <laughs> you kind of lose track of what's floating around.
0: Yeah, you've you, you clearly got too much stuff there, Jesse. We'll never get to paint it, mate. So, no, I don't talk know. Talk about that. I need to relieve yeah, you of that. We'll, we'll have a discussion sometime. Hey, I'll can... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thanks very much for taking yeah, no the time. Yeah, no worries. To hey, details,
1: and mate. that um that ogre looks amazing. I'm just looking at the details. The shoulder pad's awesome. It's great colour choices. And the leather looks amazing. Yeah, I can't actually wait to get them back and then sit down and just kind of analyze your painting style. Eh? Yeah.
0: Well, you're gonna have, you're gonna analyze it some more when I get them finished and we'll put a nice picture up on the Facebook page. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. <laughs> okay, have a good one, Josh. Okay, take care. Okay, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening, guys. I know it's a very brief um, podcast, this one, but it's it's meant as a bonus episode. Uh, There will be a regular episode uh, I'll record this evening and be released probably early this morning. Uh, or early tomorrow morning or on uh, Monday and that will be with my uh, good mate Mike Hobbs talking all about Epic Space Marine and he's got me thinking about Epic Space Marine for Chaos this week and I was very tempted to take some stuff out and start priming it up to paint as I talk to him tonight but I won't I I think I'll just leave it in the box it's all beautifully contained and packaged in the Renegades box set I think I'll leave it there until... The right moment when it should come out and uh, that I should really undertake such a massive uh, painting project on I think it might leave it till next year but uh, I'm really looking forward to talking to him about Epic Space Marine as um, we're both really passionate and we love the system we love the the models and everything that goes with it so yeah look forward to that one uh, they'll be coming out very shortly okay then so uh, until then you can always catch us on the Facebook group at the uh, the Crown of Command community page, or in the group. It's a closed group that you um, can uh, ask to be a member of. Uh, We're also on Discord, and Discord, uh, as me and uh, Jesse talked about, is becoming more active now. For people who want to connect with other people um, socially, and talk about our hobby, or our uh, painting projects, or ask questions, it's a really good place to do that too. And the youtube channel so if you want to go and check the video for our community uh, highlights of the entries for the call of the crown painting challenge please go over to the youtube channel and check it out so until the next episode guys take care of yourselves and see you in the next one Bye bye